You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me in the booth, as always, is... Your buddy Mike the Horror Guy talking <laughs> video games today. Not not horror games. Although, at some point, I do actually want to talk with you about, if I can get a group together to play it, the Friday the 13th uh, game that's actually going to get delisted soon. That's sad, and I should have mentioned this in our previous podcast. Ah, I played the original one for the Nintendo. I didn't know there was another another one coming out. Yeah, there was one from a couple or three years ago, I think. Maybe it's 2015. Ah. Uh, but it was an asymmetrical one where one person plays as Jason and the rest of them, like, run away as camp counselors and try and, like, survive him or kill him or something. I don't oh, know. that sounds like it could be fun, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it in video game chat at some point. But this sure. week we're not talking Friday the 13th. We're actually not talking horror at all, despite what we were just discussing. We're going to be talking <laughs> Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. We previewed this when the trailer was out and we were hyped for it. Now that the game mm-hmm. is out, I'm interested to get your thoughts because I certainly do have thoughts, but I will mm-hmm. let you go first. All right, so the the game's been out for about a month now, a little over three weeks, and I've probably sunk, I think, about 120 hours or so into it so far. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like I've done nothing. Um, (laughs) That's a lot. I got almost 100 shrines, 100 light roots, 100 100 Koroks. Like, I've been doing stuff. Uh, I've done some plot and whatnot. You know, I got my sages and all that good stuff, but not all of them, apparently. There's another one out there I got to find. But (laughs) the game... I still hesitate to say if it's better than Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. just just yet. Yeah. Um, we'll see how I feel when the story concludes and how this kind of ends and whatnot. But the gameplay is so similar to Breath of the Wild and, and whatnot with some new mechanics as well. Uh, the, the universe and the engine are pretty much the same, but there's definitely some new mechanics in there that you can play around with. Um, the game's a lot of fun. It's, it's holding my attention. There's something to do. I like grinding, so I don't mind having to grind my money, grind my upgrades, grind my gear. I'm, I'm good with that uh, and, and the game is really nice looking for what it is i wish it had a stronger platform you know like a like a microsoft xbox or, or a ps5 engine to kind of run the game and make it look a little more crisp because it has that nintendo cartoonish look to it in a way with the switch that because that's all it can do yeah, uh, but the game is in, it, it's incredible don't get me wrong the game's incredible and and the story's quite good and i'm i'm anxious to see how it goes at the end to me breath of the wild is still better but this is very close so far. So that's that's kind of where I'm sitting as well. And that's, mm-hmm. I think that's my, my quote-unquote issue with the game. Mm-hmm. Um, is that it's very, very similar to Breath of the Wild. Now, the introductory area is practically a carbon copy of what it is. You, you go to four yeah. shrines, you get new powers, you go off and do stuff. Lazarus repeat from Breath of the Wild, you do that. Mm-hmm. And then you get mm-hmm. dropped into the world and can just kind of go anywhere. Once you get your paraglider, you're basically playing the same game. To yeah. a point. The, the key mm-hmm. differences are the powers are slightly different, mm-hmm. and there's more of the world to explore because you have an upper map of floating islands, which isn't as big as the normal one in, in sheer landmass. And mm-hmm. then you have the underworld uh, full of the darkness that you can explore as well. And the thing for me is, is one, I spent a lot of time in Breath of the Wild collecting everything. I've done that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm running in this game. I'm sitting there going, what's the bare minimum I can do where I can feel like I've gotten <laughs> through the game without having to do everything all over again? <laughs> it's not yeah. a different enough game for me to feel like I need to do everything. I, I, when I first started, I'm like, I'm going to do everything again. And then I started playing. I'm sitting there going, God damn it, I've done this already. Like, mm-hmm. I've just, I've done this. I, like, I might get up to where you're at, like 80 and 100 shrines. I might do enough of the light routes to be able to explore the underworld. But I think at that point, I'm going to finish the story and get out. Yeah, um, I, I can see that, yeah. Yeah, because it's interesting. It's interesting. It's fun. It's, 
if you haven't played Breath of the Wild before, maybe this game is better. But and here's the other issue I have with it. There's so much. Too much. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot, lot, right? It's but a lot. I, uh, there was a there was a fear when yeah. this was coming out that this was gonna be like a seventy dollar DLC for Breath of the Wild. It's is not. it worth paying? It is not, it's not by any means. No. There's there's a whole lot of stuff in here and there's a whole lot of side questing and yep. a whole lot more Koroks and yep. It's it's a lot of the same grind to your point, and but the, the game's good so far. I think they improved some of the issues with the first one. Um, they took some of the more simple glitches out uh, most recently in one of the patches, which I was kind of bummed with. I'm not an item duping kind of guy. I'd rather just collect my stuff. Uh, but I, I was kind of bummed they took out a glitch for food because. It, inventory space is always at a premium in a lot of these games and you can uh -huh. only carry so many meals yeah. even though a lot of the same ones don't stack and that bothers me uh so there was a glitch that allowed you to stack meals which would have been great that you oh, cannot do nice. anymore yeah. which, which would have been very nice um mm -hmm. but they took that out and patched it so kind of a bummer but i mean overall the game is very solid um there's a lot to do there's a lot to explore um, they took some old and made some new with like the great fairies and the way you you kind of work them around this time and you know but a lot of the same characters are back which I think is pretty cool um, to see Beetle at every um, uh, uh, stable you know around and and you know getting to see Pura again and then some of the new ones and Impa and her balloon flying around looking at the geoglyphs and whatnot the story's solid. Uh, I'm interested to see how it ends, like I said. But the game itself is vast, and it it's can be rather overwhelming, I think, to somebody that maybe hasn't played a game like this before. The parts of the game I really liked are the parts that are new. Um, mm -hmm. there was So there was one thing where I was going to a shrine. I saw the shrine. I eventually managed to navigate my way over to it. It's like it's the shrine floating on top or sitting on top of this floating cube in the sky because there's a lot of floating shit in the sky. Yeah, Um okay. And when I navigated, I got in there, and the thing was like, oh, you can't do this one yet. You need to go to the labyrinth below here to unlock this labyrinth before you can do the thing here. I'm like, oh. Uh, so I went, I went and did that labyrinth, which was fun. It was interesting, mm -hmm. like, getting in there and then uh, finding my way through. And there was this a whole quest about, like, this doctor was exploring the labyrinth, um, but they got lost. So they started leaving, like, Korok nuts, not Korok nuts, but, like, chestnuts or something. Um, as a trail, so if you know what you're doing, you follow the trail, but then you could like go off the beaten path and come back to it, and like it tested your ability to scale certain things because there's some of the blight throughout the labyrinth and stuff. It's fun, I enjoyed that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then once I did that, then I unlocked the upper labyrinth, which was this weird, like perpetually floating, like labyrinth where you're constantly on your glider trying to light some shrines inside or some control switches inside of it. And that was its own challenge, and it was different enough from the previous labyrinth that both of them together were cool. And that then led to an underground labyrinth that was the third part of it. And I'm sitting there like, oh my god, this whole thing is just this one quest that I just kind of fell into, and I didn't really get to experience in the previous version of the game, Breath of the Wild, because I didn't do this kind of thing. This was a new challenge. I liked yeah. that. I liked that yeah. a lot. And I thought that like those moments in the game were far more interesting to me than... Mm -hmm go find a shrine and do a shrine again, because I've already done that like 150 times so far. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I, I, I like this. The shrine puzzles are simple, like they always have been. They, you know, but they, so easy to beat sometimes in stupid ways. Yeah. yeah. But that's, I think, part of the brilliantness of the design of this game is that you can sh solve a shrine 
probably a hundred different ways, depending mm -hmm. on how your brain, you know, dissects it and puts it together. Because mm -hmm. like, it's so easy to like, you know, break a game and, and figure out ways to like, you know, cheese it and whatnot. Um, so to be able to just, you know, solve a puzzle that like you might think is cheese, but no, that was someone's intended way to do it. Because I solved it this way. It, yeah. it just is very interesting. And I think they put a lot of thought and a lot of care into some of the design here. It took them six years to get this right. Mm -hmm. and, and I feel that they got it right. And like I said, once the story concludes, I'll let you know if it's better or not. It's up there. It's close. It's very close. Um, I, I like the the fuse aspect of the weapons. I think they took one of the more boring and mundane things from Breath of the Wild of the weapon durability breakage and whatnot and made it interesting with now you can find, you know, your, your decayed weapons on the surface. But underneath in the depths, depending on how you've progressed in the game, you can find pure weapons that are not decayed that can have some extra durability and strength to them, which I think is pretty cool. Um, definitely want to mark those locations on your maps to come back to, because they will respawn every blood moon. Nice. Very, nice. very, very important. I know um, that. That's, that's something I will do. Yeah, no, there's, yeah. there was, um, it's the, that prospect of the game is cool, the powers. I think mm -hmm. Nintendo did a good job, at least for two of the three, of improving and changing out the powers for something new. I lamented not having some of the powers of the original game when I was playing this one. But, yeah. like, I've played this one long enough now that I don't actually remember the powers from the first game anymore. They don't, they don't like, cause me to be like, man, I really want this back now, you know? Yeah. Um, biggest critique early on was the non-infinite bomb thing. The infinite yeah. bombs at Breath of the Wild was amazing. But, I mean, you, you were just like, I, I remember talking to you, and you were like, what? I got a whole bunch of bomb flowers that I found. I'm fine. And I was like, I'm running out of bombs, and now I have over 100, and there doesn't seem to always ever be a problem. So, you yeah, were right. I, found, I, I was like, I have 46 of them on me, and I'm not even using them. I will say, this is unrelated to what I was about to say, though, but um, the uh, the infinite item glitch, which I still have on my console because I've never connected my console uh, to the internet. Um, don't do it with bombs, anyone who wants to try that. <laughs> uh, you have to put items in your hand while you're in your hand glider and then drop uh, them. But if you drop bombs, they explode. Um, yeah. So I killed myself. That was hilarious. I'm like, that's what I get for being a dirty cheater. Um, Pro tip right there. Right? Exactly. <laughs> No, but pro tip is don't let the game patch itself if you want to do this. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, the, the economy of the game is stupid. They shouldn't have patched it out. Who cares if someone gets a bunch of diamonds? The game is hard, and buying things is crap. Just let yeah. people do what they want. Um, they yeah. definitely made it harder here yes. to 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 get um items and such. Uh, I remember in Breath of the Wild, I put, I put well over 300 hours into that game. I knew uh -huh. where my endura carrots were where my uh, stamella where my uh, endura shrooms were where the how do had my farming route that i took every blood moon you know 30 40 50 <laughs> minutes whatever i did i went around i collected all my items and i had a, just an infinite supply of anything i wanted that is not as easy this time around there is and uh, a good Endura Carrot spot where you can find eight of them every Blood Moon, which is really nice, um, which they're very handy. Uh, but there's not a whole lot of, like, just random mushrooms laying around like they had yeah. in the other game, which is, was frustrating at first. Uh, but then I discovered just get on your horse and ride around the Tundra region and kill moose and bears, and you have infinite meat, which is definitely good. And I have a ton, but I haven't been doing dungeons. So I haven't, like, mm. sat there and, like, cooked a bunch of dishes yet. Um, I've just mm -hmm. been doing shrines. To, I built up my entire stamina bar, and then I'm yep. going to build up my heart bar to a point where I'm like, well, I'm not getting killed by one dude hitting me with a stick, which still happens, and I'm really irritated by that. Um, yeah. Once I get to that point, it's going to be great. But yeah, no, mm -hmm. the um, the powers, I think, two of the three, are cool. I like Ultra Hand, because it's not mm -hmm. just move an item around like it was in the first game with the Magnesis. But right. now it's like 
you can stick stuff together and make really dumb giant vehicles and planks and whatever. There was there was one dungeon or one shrine. There was one shrine where I was supposed to clearly grab a raft and float down the water of the raft, and then <laughs> I would like guide my raft over to where it was supposed to go, um, hit a switch, and then guide further to get away. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not feeling this. So I just <laughs> stuck every single plank and concrete thing that the, the, the shrine gave me. I dragged yeah. stuff from the start of the, the shrine all the way to the end of the shrine. Um, that you weren't, you know, you're not supposed to do because they're just like, we'll just give you more. Why drag this with you? No, I dragged it all there. And I built a bridge across the entire thing because I'm like, I'm not sailing. Screw that noise. Maybe it took me longer, but I got to do it my way and I wasn't irritated by it. You know? Yeah, I, I know the exact shrine you're talking about. I know the exact bridge you built because I did something very similar. Uh, See? See? Because, like, the, the, and that, again, that that is not the intended solve no. of the puzzle, but it, but it works. It worked. It was great. <laughs> And I love the uh, fusing. The fusing is, I like, I, when I first started the game, I'm like, I'm not going to use this. Who cares about fusing? But then you realize the bonuses that it can get on, like, some yeah. of the damage, and you're like, oh, this is stupid. I, um, so that triple labyrinth I did, the bottom labyrinth has a mechanical golem block creature in it. There's a few of these wandering around. Yeah. You're going to see the them. Constructs. The constructs. The constructs. Yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, and this one is a forced battle if you want to fight the clear labyrinth. Other ones you can avoid and just steal their item you need or do whatever. But this one, if you want to clear the labyrinth, you have to fight the thing. And I was actually, like, I used the hallways to get around him, and I, like, stealthed him and stuff, and it was great. It was a great fight. I loved that fight. And, mm -hmm. like, the combat in this game is not always great, but that one was. Uh, when you mm -hmm. killed him, you get, like, his geary heart. Uh, and yeah. when I fused that to a broadsword I found in the depths, and it took mm -hmm. my broadsword from a 12 damage to a 57. And I'm yeah. like, oh my god, this is my boss killer now. This is great. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, moments I, uh... like that is fantastic. Just finding weird shit to attach to your weapons and be like, well, this thing now does all kinds of damage. I love this. Yeah, I've been, you know, making, I've been going Lionel hunting to upgrade uh -huh. some of my armor. And I have, uh, watching a few YouTubers do some videos, I have a weapon that has 174 damage. Jesus. And all, all you do to make sure you don't break it, because it is one of those critical damage weapons, because yeah. it's a nice, it's a Royal Claymore, which will double in damage as it gets close to breaking. But as long as you mount the Lionel and just hit him in the back of the head, it doesn't take away any weapon durability. So nice. you can just keep wailing away at them and just taking their health away. It, it just melts Lionels in, in seconds, which is great. Um, Love that. My, my favorite new ability in the game that I've discovered, well, not discovered, but that I've discovered is my favorite is Ascend. You like it, that one? I felt oh that was kind of weak. You know what? It's weak till you do it to solve some really interesting things. Like next time you come across a stone talus, just ascend through it instead okay. of trying to climb it. It, it, oh. it, you can go right through it up to the top and just wail <laughs> away at their, at their soft spot, you know, and you can use Ascend just to get yourself out of some really interesting locations where you feel like you're stuck. Um, I have gotten myself it, trapped more than once. I'm sitting going, oh, I'm supposed to Ascend. That's what they want me to do. Okay. Yep. I yep. See. It, it, once I discovered how useful it was, it has quickly become one of my favorite abilities. And it, it really, it kind of, in a way, replaced Rivali's Gale from the, mm -hmm. the Breath of the Wild mm -hmm. uh, because you don't have that upward trajectory now to get yeah, you to go places. A little bit, but yeah. like Ascend will have ways, if you have a roof over your head, you can get through it. And it can get all the way up. You can literally go through mountains in the Hebrew region if you just hit the right spot of it and just go from the bottom in a cave all the way up to the top using Ascend. It's pretty wild how far you can go using this ability, and oh, the yeah. way the, the way I use it to kill Taluses is just so satisfying. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I I've 
I haven't used as much as you have. It feels to me like the Cryonis from the first game, which is like, yeah, I get what you're yeah. going for, but it's very limited in its application, you know? Very few usabilities for Cryonis, oh, yeah. God. It had its, its little, it had its shrines here or there. We needed to make the ice blocks. It had, you know, this places here and there. We had to traverse across a thing where they maybe took your paraglider away or it was really cold water that could kill you if you jumped yep. in it. Yep. But Cryonis was weak. Ascend felt weak till I started using it in other aspects, and then I really started to become a fan of it. I'm very interested to see how people break uh, recall, Leo, you know, pretty soon because yeah. recall feels to, it feels weak initially. Um, it, but but I mean the the fact you can rewind time for about 20 seconds inherently is extremely powerful. In just yeah. any game you can possibly think of. So I once more people have like played this and broken a little bit more. I really want to see what people can use to come up with the to using recall because I I got a fun recall story after I let you get your next thought in. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, but I, I was gonna, just saw the try. I was gonna say oh, I did it too, and I didn't mean to do it on accident. There's a uh, for me there's a ball and gear puzzle in something, mm -hmm. um, and I did like I'm like maybe I need I, I couldn't figure out what it was because it was like it's two balls come out and you're supposed to bounce one ball against the other and do something right, else. Right, right. I couldn't figure out what the hell I was supposed to do because they weren't lining up right. So I did recall on one of them and it just kind of accidentally worked. Yeah, and yeah like, it just bumps the other one. Yep. Yeah, it bumps the other one. But then it was like there was a there was a later one, like in I think a different shrine where there was like a gear you were supposed to use that had the ball. Uh, and I'm like, well, maybe if I roll it this way and it didn't work, but then the gear went further than it was supposed to do the recall, like further than I actually had it originally go. And suddenly it just kind of threw the ball where it was supposed to go. I'm like, well, I'm going to take it because that worked. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> when I was uh, in Traverse, I don't know how much story you've done, but when I was going through one of the temples, right, uh -huh. there's there's a spot where you got to build a bridge. You're, you're several layers up in the temple, and it's a pretty far drop down. You have a, a, a an array of you know stone platforms to build a bridge to go from one side to the other and i dropped the bridge down below uh, very very far and there's no other way to get across but if you use i was able to use recall to grab the bridge nice. all the way down at the bottom and bring it all the way back up to where i was and lay nice. it back out properly i mean it, there's definitely some really good uh -huh. uses for this I'm, I'm excited to see how players smarter than me uh, figure out ways to do it um, because it, I'm very basic with it, but it definitely has some tremendous potential. Well, and recall has power to it that you don't get from the other powers. It one, it does stop time while you're trying to figure out what you're going to recall. Everything yeah. just stops, and you can be like, okay, I can take a moment to think. But mm -hmm. the other thing that it does is it has no range to it. Like, like it's unlimited range in comparison yep. to like ultra hand where you have to be within a certain distance or like okay. ascend where you have to be within a certain height or something yep. no it's just like oh you have an item out there that you can see well you can recall it and bring it back to you it's it's just there yeah that's what yeah. maybe gave me the idea of trying to bring that bridge that i built back up because i was like well i can i can see it can i yep. grab it and, and grab it. you know yeah. sure enough you can if you can see it you can get it um so it, it's definitely got some really interesting aspects of use mm -hmm. i think um not as useful and and just traditional rolling through the game yeah you know that like you know um obviously that fuses or ultra hand to build yeah. your contraptions and even ascend to a degree but i think there's a lot of potential and use for it uh if you can figure out maybe as you progress in the game and you get you know your your fifth stage i think it's probably going to be the stage of time i'm just guessing because of the other what the other powers are maybe you know you get an upgrade to it that kind of makes you do some other things which would be neat but until then um, i'm i'm hopeful that it's going to improve but it's definitely pretty cool to see yeah, I'm definitely not that far in. I've, um, I'm trying to do shrine tracking, and there was one shrine that's like up a waterfall that you have to swim up, and I'm like, okay, how do I get this? So I started exploring the Zora region, and I ended up starting the, 
the plot to get to that temple. But then mm -hmm. I got the Zora armor. I'm like, okay, deuces, bro. I'll be back later. <laughs> fine. You just you wait at the temple for me. I'll be here in like 80 hours. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah so, <laughs> so I was like, well, where were you? Well, but, but you were gonna be here. <laughs> he's a video game character. He just won't care. He's just sitting there uh, eating fish while his girlfriend's tending to the sludge. It's fine. Oh my Who god, uh, Sedan is is such a Chad. <laughs> I I love the characters in the game, but I'm sitting there going, you guys are gonna be here waiting for me no matter how long I take because that's just what yeah. you do. It, that, it's funny, dude. And I do like uh, that, you know, they did bring some of the other characters, like, you know, Beetle, a fan favorite. Uh, but Sedan is back. Um, some people from the Goron region are back. People from the Gerudo region are back. Like, people you met in the other game. They're, yeah. Yeah, and, and they're back, and they have big roles in this one as well, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, obviously, once you start doing more story, you'll see that. Uh, but, like, as some of the characters that, you know, little little pieces of the Breath of the Wild are now mainstays in uh -huh. this game which is pretty cool to see. And and the evolution of what this world has done in the time at the end of Breath of the Wild to the Tears of the Kingdom, you know, what Zelda and Link have done to kind of help rebuild things and how Hyrule is the way it is now. Uh, and the relationships that, have, you know, they've cultivated throughout that, you know, the time off screen, I guess you'd say, to this game to where they are now. It's pretty neat. And, and I, I like it. The story's quite good. Um, we'll see how it finishes again. So best character in the game for me is the dumbass son, sign guy. I love him. Like, oh, just, man. Addison. <laughs> <laughs> I love walking around and seeing this dude who like just did not plan well at all yep. trying to yep. hold up a sign. And then when you finally fix whatever it is that is wrong with this specific sign with the material around you, he does mm -hmm. the worst fucking job finally popping <laughs> it up. I love him so much. I, I'm a big fan. I, I have ones that like you know are right next to water, which are very interesting to try to solve. Um, but he's a nice little side quest wrinkle, and you know he gives you some good stuff. You know, twenty yeah. rupees a pop is fine. You know, a that's meal. that's a bundle. Of, that's a bundle of hours or a meal. Yeah, the meal he gives you, and then he'll give you you know either an item or a sleepover ticket for a uh, for uh, a stable, which is uh -huh. fine. Um, right. it, it, so it's some good stuff. It's some good yeah. stuff. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. I, I like him. War character I hate the most though is I was in. Was it Kakariko or somewhere else? It was one of them. Um, there's these ruins that this guy is protecting. And he's like, Zelda uh, told me to protect this. And no matter, like, I'm just trying to get around your shit. And you yeah. keep interrupting me and putting me back in front of you. Leave me the hell alone. I don't yeah. care about your ruins. I'm, I'm going to do the, the ring ruins section of the game pretty soon. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I've yep. seen him. And I'm, I'm not a fan either. Yeah, um, yeah, my, my favorite character that's not a man, it's Beetle. It, everybody <laughs> loves Beetle. I mean, hey, 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 wow! Like, who doesn't love Beetle? I mean, just, just, just make sure if you're going to upgrade your Barbarian armor and you have your bladed rhino beetles, don't go talk to Beetle to upgrade your armor because he'll want to buy them. Uh, I, have, I don't have a lot of those yet. I haven't really been upgrading most of my stuff. I have to go do the, the, the fairies later. But I'm going to mm -hmm. be honest with you, I beat the first game without even realizing the great fairies were there to upgrade your armor. So, wow. Yeah, really no, impressive, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I had the uh, the blue shirt and the master sword and like mm. some random equipment and just a bunch of food on me. And I'm just like, okay, let's just go do this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been, I've been working on upgrading my gear and then some of them, like, it's a bit of a grind. <laughs> sure. It definitely is. Sure. It definitely is. Yeah, I, I did upgrade my armor after I beat the game. Um, mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, some of them was like, well, you need to collect some dragon skills. I'm like, how do I do this? And I did it once, and I'm like, okay, this isn't worth it for me to do this again. I'm done. Like, <laughs> uh, speaking of dragons, dude, like, I, I like how the dragons are back, but I, they did 
there was there was a cheese way to farm stuff of the dragons in the Breath of the Wild where you could farm Feroche just infinitely uh, yeah. until your bow broke, which was great. Uh, they took that away here, which is slightly slightly disappointing. But they did make it a little bit easier in a way to farm them because now you can actually land on the dragons and stay there. Nice. Um, if you try to do that in Breath of the Wild, you just kind of tumbled like Bobby McFerrin falling yeah, down the stairs, yeah. and, and it did not end very well for you. But now yeah. you can kind of sit on them. And just wait and farm them. But there's like a 10-minute cooldown period every time you get a piece or whatever it is. So it's it's a little annoying, but at least you don't have to keep running around after them. You can stay with them. Um, and I'm, all of my uh, – as I complete the compendium, I, I have made all of my compendium pictures of dragons. Link taking a selfie on their nose. <laughs> Which which my wife was a big fan of. I got Link doing like the, the, little, the little peace pose, and he's standing there on the nose of either Ferocious or, or Nadra, and 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 um and then the light dragon. Just all the the dragon pictures are selfies with Link on their face. That's it's awesome. great. I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, yeah, I've done I've done enough of the plot to get into the glyphs and start getting the story of Zelda, which yeah. not, we're not going to go into here. Let's not spoil anything. Uh, always right. spoiled a lot. Uh, but like. It, it kind of confirms what you and I were talking about in the previous podcast while not doing the exact plot line that I thought we were going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's an interesting story enough for what it is. Um, like, end of the day, though, I think we're back to what I was talking about before. There's a lot of fun, weird things to do in the game, mm-hmm. but a lot of it just feels like Breath of the Wild plus a little extra. And yeah. that's what this game is. It's Breath of the Wild plus a little extra. I've played Breath of the Wild. I love Breath of the Wild. This mm-hmm. game is fun. I'm going to put some hours into it. But I think when I finally get done with it, I'm just going to kind of be done with it. It's going to all come down to, like, you know, how the story ends. Because Breath of the Wild has even some replayability, which is the, the mechanics they introduced. Uh-huh. You know, all the cool things that Breath of the Wild actually was. Your first, like, true open-world Zelda game. Um, you know, it was my first 3D Zelda. I didn't have a 64, mm-hmm. so I didn't get to play Ocarina or Majora's Mask or any of that. I didn't have a Wii U, uh, so I didn't get to play Skyward Sword. This is what my first 3D Zelda was Breath of the Wild, and and really? I love it to pieces. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, this game has improved uh, a lot of things Breath of the Wild has done, and, and, and you can feel that in the in the care they put into it. But the story is still just a continuation of a really good story already. Yeah. How are you going to tie that together to make this better is something I'm I'm anxious to see. I'm curious about that. So here's the thing with the Zelda series, and I, I know I touched upon this in a podcast that I did with Josh a while back, but this is my issue with the Zelda series, and I'm what I've played in this game, as good as it is, is starting to worry me about this. So you have the original Zelda, and a few of the games that come out after, up until Ocarina, iterate, in some ways evolve decently, but eventually just start to feel like iterations of it. Like, Link to the Past is a fantastic fucking game, and it takes everything that was Zelda 1 and improves it in every meaningful way. And I right. love it. But then every top-down Zelda to come after that is Link to the Past, just a little bit different. And at yeah. a certain point, I got kind of tired of it, except for Four Swords Adventures, because that game is dumb fun. Yeah, um, yeah. They did Ocarina, and then Ocarina was okay for what it was. It didn't hook me the way Link Link past it, but I could see why people love it. Um, mm-hmm. And then when they did the next game, Majora's Mask, it was Ocarina, which by yeah. design, it was built on it. But then every game to come out since then, up to a point, was just Ocarina again with mm-hmm. a little something different. And at a certain point, I'm like, I've played this game. I'm bored of this game. So when Breath yeah. of the Wild came out, it was great. But now we're in Tears of the Kingdom, which is kind of Breath of the Wild, but a little extra. And I'm like, okay, I'll give it to you this time, guys. But if you do this to me again in the next game, I'm going to start getting bored again. Because there's only so many times I can explore this world and do the same shrine hunts over and over again, you know? 
Yeah, I think what makes that slightly tolerable in a way for this particular instinct is the fact that it's an actual continuation of the story from the other game. Like, yes, Majora's Mask is an extension and continuation of Ocarina, but is it, I mean, is it? Yes, it is to the fans and it is, you know, canon, I guess, but it's not truly a sequel. This is the first time Zelda gave us an actual true sequel to a previous game in almost the 40 year history of the franchise, Mm -hmm. which I think is, is super cool. And I, I really am, I feel a, a connection in a way to these characters because like, this isn't the link you grew up with. I mean, the hero, yeah. yeah, this is a different hero than link to the past. This is a different hero than the original Zelda. They're all part of the same universe and they're all part of, you know, but the hero and the princess are not always the same person, which is, you know, its own fun little thing that they do throughout the, the franchise and whatnot. But these, these particular link and this particular Zelda are very compelling to me, even though link link doesn't speak. And like, that's kind of his thing, I guess, you know, Zelda talks for him. Uh, but I like this link a lot. I think he's got a lot of really good things going for him. And, and I think he's one of the stronger links in, in weapons and gear wise as well, mm-hmm. compared to some of the other ones. You've got a lot of really cool tools to use in this game. I just, when the next Zelda inevitably comes out on the Switch too, which you know, whatever they actually end up pulling that console is going to happen sooner or later. And right, there will right. be a Zelda on it eventually because this thing sells systems. Um, oh, yeah. When that comes out, I'm going to want more than another iteration on this world. I'm going to want something that helps to evolve the franchise again. I need something more than what we've got. Right. I have hopes that we get something, you know, with the care and thought that they put into this game and mm-hmm. evolved and better. Um, and and I think we will. Uh, they they take a lot of time. They've given a lot more care to the to the Zelda franchise and the Metroid franchise over the years, yeah. which is sad. Which is yeah. sad. Uh, still still waiting on Prime Four, guys. In case you're Come out on there. Retro, uh, you can do it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think that. Um, if there was a a franchise for the Nintendo that's going to get the care and the love and the evolution of a franchise that's mm-hmm. not Mario, it is going to be Zelda. So I think you you have some pretty high hopes there, but I think they will I think they will come to reality when the next system comes out because like I'm, you said, this sells it sells ten million copies in three days. It sells. I refuse to buy another Zelda game after Twilight Princess because I tried to get into Wind Waker in the Forest Dungeon, lost me, and mm-hmm. it felt like Ocarina. And then I did mm-hmm. Twilight Princess, and I got to the wagon chase, and oh my god, I hated that so bad. I just couldn't. <laughs> um, and then like Skyward Sword came out, and I didn't even bother. I'm like, I already know I've played this game. I do not care anymore. So I All was right. perfectly content not to buy another Zelda game uh, until they did something new. They did something new. I mm-hmm. love that. I have bought both of these games. Nintendo has my support on this. Uh, Breath of the Wild Three needs to not be the same game. So, yeah, it can, yeah. Be, it can be an evolution of the world. But they really need to do more than just slapping some new powers in different shrines on the same game. Yeah, and I think that they'll get that. And who knows? Maybe this is the end of the story here, and we don't get a Breath of the Wild 3, and we have maybe. a new Zelda in, in another four or five years. Who knows? Uh, but I think you're right. I think you can't just, like, you know, keep doing this. throw a sticker on it and say, hey, take this baby out for a spin. And you're like, uh, this is a lot of the same here. Um, and I spent a lot of money on this. Um, they've done enough new with this game where I haven't felt that way. Um, so I'll give them, I don't want to say a pass, but I'll give them credit that this is not what the, the fears are not true and realized yes. with this game. But there's I, which, enough here. I'm crediting them as well. Like yeah. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of samey stuff, but then I have, so I have this thing where when a game starts presenting too much to me, I start to zone out. Yeah. Um, I played through Yoshi's Island, but I only mm-hmm. played through the bare minimum of that game because mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, you can also go collect all the red coins and find all the flowers and do all the secret exits. And I'm like, 
but do I have to? I, I, I can't. <laughs> I just, I can't spend another 60 hours in this game that I've already played once because I just don't care. And that's, yes. that's the barrier we're getting up to. You can explore all the shrines and go to all the upper islands and collect mm -hmm. all these weird pieces of wisdom and mm -hmm. do, do all the, the light shrines on the underside and light up the whole world and find new ways to do all the great fairies and do all these temples. And I'm like, my God, you've dumped too much on me. Your world is great. It's fantastic. It's huge. I mm -hmm. love that. But yet you've hit a point where I'm starting to like, I'm, I'm getting overloaded. <laughs> yeah, it, it can definitely be a lot, and yeah. and it, and it feels vast, like we said. the The world is more than double in size compared yeah. to Breath of the Wild West, because uh -huh. you had you, know, you have the whole Hyrule surface, sure, and then you have you know the whole entire depths, which is the entire expanse of the surface just underneath it. Uh, thankfully, the Sky Islands, aside from the Great Sky Island in the middle, are much smaller uh, than I thought they would be, because if yeah. they were, you know. Even just say if they were a quarter of the size of the regular map, I would feel tremendously overwhelmed with how much you can explore. They're just um, little tastes. Of they're little, they're little nuggets here and there. Yeah. The Great Sky Island, like you know, was the tutorial, obviously, so it had to be bigger. It was a lot of you know the Great Plateau redo, whatnot. Uh -huh. uh, but but the rest of the sky that I've explored so far has been just little pieces here and there, little respite of 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 story and and traversal that have been quite nice. It's fun. I like the game. I, I don't think I rated as highly as Breath of the Wild because Breath, you, you can't, like we, we were talking with our friends online, like Saracen. You mm -hmm. can't play Breath of the Wild again. Yeah. Um, and this is for all for all that it's added new stuff. This is Breath of the Wild again. It's not just an expansion pack. I'm not dismissing it, but mm -hmm. it is Breath of the Wild again. It's a sequel. It's mm -hmm. in the same world. It has the same characters. It has a lot of the same mechanics. It is Breath of the Wild again. Um, yeah. But you can't do that game again. And, like, the same verve I had for it the first time is definitely lessened this time around. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm enjoying what I have of the game. I don't think I'll put as much time into it. And I think at the end of the day, I'm going to feel like, yeah, okay, I've done this. I've done this game, and I appreciate everything you put into Nintendo. But please don't give me Breath of the Wild again. <laughs> I think that's a fair point, and and we'll see what they decide to do uh, at the at the end of this when this is all finished and done. Uh, the story, uh, Final Fantasy as well. So you know, th there's a lot of like you know, interesting like not continuations. Final Fantasy one to two is not a, you know no continuation. There's very uh -huh. few Final Fantasies that have a, a continuation of story. So the first time we get this here in a Zelda, and I'm giving them just a little bit of, of a. A little credit because you, you you get attached to these characters and uh -huh. and you and you want to see how this finishes and provided you can tie it up in a nice little bow and not drop the ball I think it can be successful and um, yeah. Yeah. there's there's enough here to keep me involved but I hear what you're saying um you know with 300 plus hours in Breath of the Wild I, I'm gonna put that into this game too just because that's how I, just because that's how I, I get play you. these I games. get you I get you no it's fine. But, but to your point, like if I just wanted to like get done with the story and be done and just okay, I've played this already. We'll, we'll just move on to the next thing. I get it. I, I yeah. totally do. Yeah, and I, I think you raise a valid point there. So for Final Fantasy IV, you have the after uh, you have interlude in the after years, which kind of play like Final Fantasy IV. For Final mm -hmm. Fantasy X, you have X two, which yes, it has different mechanics to it, but it doesn't mm -hmm. step so far away from the first game that you don't understand what you're doing. Right. You have. Final Fantasy XIII and its two sequels that iterate and continue its own concepts there. Like, mm -hmm. I get, like, those are the kinds of games where you expect a direct sequel to play similarly. And right. that is a fair point. This is a direct sequel. If it played too differently, it wouldn't feel like the same world. That's right. right. But even if they continue the story in a third game, I, I, I think, like, you can keep the open world, you can keep some of the destructive environments, you can keep some of the other stuff. Um, 
I think like that whole idea of you have to explore the shrines again. Maybe like I appreciate the shrines over just going and finding heart pieces. The heart pieces got irritating after a while. Right. You need full heart containers. Well, now you need four heart pieces to get a full heart. Well, now it's five. What is it right. going to be like? Twenty on the next one? No. Like, I appreciate that the shrines are basically do the shrines. You can use the shrines to power up a couple different things, and you mm. know, you know what you've gotten. You can mark the shrines are marked on your map. You never have to worry that you missed a heart container. You know, like yeah, yet, yeah. Like I appreciate that. I think that's a good evolution of it. But maybe find a different way instead of just more little shrines. And I think that's yeah. like, that's the big thing for me is like so many of the mechanics carried over the shrines, the great fairies, the other things that you'd mm. expect to in a direct sequel. But you, you can only hit that well so many times. Yeah, I think if they do decide they want to continue this story and say it doesn't end here, I'm not sure how it ends. Um, but yeah. say it doesn't and there are, there is going to be a third game. You have to do something different, to your point. Yeah. You can't just do this over again. Like you, You're getting a bit of a pass, I think, Nintendo, that this One is the time. same game. <laughs> bigger, bigger, but it's the same. Yeah. Um, you can't just explore Hyrule for a third time and just feel that. Then you're going to really start feeling like you said, okay, I've done this before. How do I just finish and move on and just get done? Um, yeah. and, and and I think that if you just decide that, I mean, maybe there's other kingdoms out there they haven't explored. They, they took to the seas in Wind Waker. Uh, maybe they do that again. Uh, or maybe there's, you know, stuff in the sky they could do because that's, you know, what's going on above Hyrule this time around. Uh, but to your point, if they do do a third one, it has to have something different. Has to be has to be substantially different in a few key ways, so that even mm -hmm. if you still do the overworld nonlinear experience, you feel like you're finally getting something new out of it. Yep, yep, so, exactly. Tears of the Kingdom is a beautiful game. It's mm -hmm. really well constructed. It does bear that little mark of Nintendo going, "We were going to make this an expansion pack, but it got too big, and we decided to make a whole new game." It does bear yep. that. It has those marks on it, and that's, I think that's what I'm bumping up against. But it's still a very finely constructed game with a lot of cool stuff in it that does more than the first game. So I can, you're right, I give a pass to this one because they did it. I may not play it as long, but I give a pass to it in general. And I think, especially if you didn't play the first one, this game is going to rock your fucking socks off. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a, it's a beautiful game. Uh -huh. um, it's, it's just well-crafted. It's just a good story. There's a lot of just really good tech in there. Yep. If it's, it's worth a play, absolutely. It proves Nintendo knows what the hell they're doing, and you just can't dismiss their games because they're, yeah. they're phenomenal at what they do. They just yeah. are. They know how yeah. to find the fun. Yeah, um, and they do, and they found out a way to have you know charge seventy dollars for a game for the first time and not have me feel so terrible about no, it. And no one like, has bitched about the price not once. They're all like, well, uh, unless they're like, well, I'm not going to pay that much for an expansion pack, which is just reductive. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyone who's like, I'm buying a full game, but it's this game, I feel fine with that. Yeah, this game it, it has enough there to warrant the price, uh -huh. and, and 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 it was definitely daunting when I saw it was seventy dollars. Like, my God, what are you doing, Nintendo? <laughs> um, but but they came through this time. Let's let's hope they can continue that. And then to your point, I think we both have high hopes that they can. Yeah, I'm sure. So we'll 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 we'll, we'll let this one go and yep. suggest it to people who want, especially who haven't played the first one, but also mm -hmm. to those who really just want to get more of Breath of the Wild. Uh, yeah. And then when they announce the next one in like five years, we could both sit there going, Right, right. <laughs> and once we both finish the story here, we can come back and give some final thoughts and see how things go. So we'll finish it up and whatnot. This has been Not So Life from Asteroid G, still lost somewhere in the overworld of Hyrule. I'm your host, Mike Finkelstein. With me in the booth was. The other Mike, the uh, horror and uh, video game guy. <laughs>
and we will see you guys next time.